0: Thank you. patient. Malpractice makes perfect. I'm Robin Donovan. And I'm Laura Bierce. And we are two non-medical, non-experts
1: sifting through this week's health news. And this week's words are genetic testing, chemo, drug costs, and hearing aids.
0: Yeah. But Laura, before we get started, there's something I want to talk to you about. Okie dokie. I think that we should take a summer break and then start a new season in September. Cool. Summer vacation! That? But I'm worried that, like, people who listen will not listen then anymore. Like, that they'll just, like, forget that it exists over the next three months.
1: How could anybody forget about us? We're riveting. I know. And I think we can, like, do some things on social
0: media to get people to remember that we exist. Also, I think all good things have breaks. And I haven't really been doing a lot of social media for this podcast. And so I think that... um, That's something I'd want to start doing in the next season as well. I think maybe having a break will help there be more energy around it when we come back. Cool. Okay. That's decided. So welcome to the last episode of season one of Bad Patient. Thanks for sticking around. Yay, we made it. Uh, (laughs) We declare the end of a season, then we celebrate ourselves. Hashtag millennials. Also, I have an answer to a question we got from Gail in Colorado which was about whether or not essential oils are really effective. So what do you think, Laura? Do you know you know like essential oils are, like lavender, mm-hmm. peppermint, all this stuff. Are you essential oiled up right now? Do you have your doTERRA? Are you smearing it on? No. I no. don't. I don't have any. Okay. Well, you can kind of guess what I'm going to say about this. That Essential oils are not regulated by the FDA and there has been limited research on the therapeutic use of these essential oils, which are typically extracted from plants. So some studies have shown some some benefits, including like relief from anxiety, depression, um, improved sleep, improved quality of life for people with um, chronic health conditions. But typically the studies like are not large or reliable and so it's just hard it would be hard to generalize them to a full population also because the substances aren't regulated it's kind of hard to compare it's like the marijuana quandary where there's so many different sources and types even within the same type of oil that you could say that a certain oil is effective for a certain condition but there's no standard way of ensuring that you are getting the oil that is that was researched right so it's like It's this problem. Um, I learned that supposedly, you know, the essential oils are part of aromatherapy, which I really do think could have something behind it. And I see this kind of like um, acupuncture, which, you know, is something that we have kind of stolen from Chinese medicine and it has this 2000 year history. And for until recent years in Western medicine, it was kind of blown off and thought to be like ineffective at worst, and, like, harmless placebo effect at best, but then they did some controlled studies and they found that it really works. And now if you're getting cancer treatment at, like, a major medical center, many of them will recommend or offer acupuncture as part of those services. So I have a theory that if we regulated these oils and if we did some controlled studies, that we would find some benefits. It's one of those things that I think it's just been around forever and there's like a lot of anecdotal evidence. So it would be kind of interesting to see what they could find. But as of yet, there's all these people that swear by it, but just not a ton of evidence. So there's no real like harms recorded. I mean, you could have an allergic reaction, but you could have an allergic reaction to like anything, right? Any drugstore product, any lotion, anything. But so you would kind of want to be looking for some way of of gauging the purity of the oil. So some essential oils are diluted with carrier oils. So it would be like um, you know how they say olive oil sometimes is like watered down, but you don't know it. It's yeah, that kind of that kind of like same issue that you well, you like that we need some kind of quality control, um, and so. I don't know. I wish I could say, like, oh, I found all this evidence, but the truth is that there's not a lot of scientific research behind this, and there's lots and lots of people, you know, claiming that they, they work. The one thing I would say is to be careful with ingesting the oils. Um, some of these, like, unless there is a doctor or a medical professional supervising you, the most common ways of using essential oils would be like inhalation or like a topical. So if you're, if you're considering like ingesting an essential oil, that I think becomes more uh, potentially dangerous and, and something that you would really want to make sure that someone is supervising. So other than that, um, they're pretty safe. Awesome. So go wild and let us know how they work for you. Wish we could give you better info. So what's our first story,
1: Laura? Our first story comes from the Washington Post and is, what if your doctor offered genetic testing as a way to keep you healthy? So um, this is looking at a um, health system in Pensil- that's based in Pennsylvania. And they are starting um, a to offer DNA sequencing for a thousand patients. And the idea is eventually to extend it to 3 million people. And they'll be looking at four mutations in um, genes that can be associated with um, dozens of medical inc- conditions, including heart disease, cancer, as well as a variety in how people respond to pharmaceutical based on heredity. Mm. Um so like a couple of interesting things is they're not going to be looking for like um like alzheimer's um gene indicators they're only going to be looking at things that have direct um like solutions. Options? yes yeah. and that so they were a little kinder um but they they don't have a policy set in place if you ask you know um, and then there's the concern about like of all the things that your primary care doctor does. This is just one more thing for them to have to do and be an expert in. And it's just like whether or not people would want it or or do it. So the health system would absorb the three hundred to five hundred dollar cost to get the test because most insurance comp- companies don't cover it. Um, mm-hmm. And. Uh, So the question is.
0: Why wouldn't the patient cover the cost of the testing? The health system is saying they're going to cover it. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, sign me up. Well, you have to move to Pennsylvania now. Oh, but is this one of those like it's
0: like Kaiser in Oregon where like if you're in if you're in like the Geisinger health system, you can only get care from like those providers. I I wonder if it's that.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, Because then they're,
0: like, really cost-conscious, and they have all these, like, if we do this for everyone, we're going to save
1: X thousands of dollars. So the idea of it is, instead of finding people after they're sick, we'd be able to help people before they got sick. So instead of helping people recover after a heart attack, they can help people prevent a heart attack by showing that they have a genetic risk for it. And, you know doing it so part of it is kind of like if you could do it would you if you Uh, could change your fate would you there's a little brave for you
0: I think I would I know that's a big question with like breast cancer testing you know they say like you can have this BRCA gene it's BRCA and have a 90% chance of getting cancer I'm kind of like yeah I'd like to know but I know not everyone would Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, they actually they actually mentioned BRCA genes in this story. Yeah. And the testing for those typically is not covered unless you're relatives or you have a family history that indicate that you're at a high risk. And honestly, for me, this is kind of like a, um emotional subject because so I have a family history but not a strong enough family history to qualify for testing. So on one hand, I'm like, well, that's good. And on one hand, I'm like, well, am I kind of in the gray area, you know? So Yeah. But I like that what they're asking here is what they will do differently for the patients. Because really what, like we've talked about Alzheimer's so many times and how there's just not much that they can offer. So, yeah, like if you're going to get Alzheimer's or whatever, like you almost at this point don't have a a good reason to want to know. Or like... There's not compelling evidence that it will help you live longer or better to know. I guess if you have a reason to, to want to know, that's up to you. Um, I also thought this, this point about the whether or not primary care providers can handle it, I, I think that's a relevant and valid point, but I hardly think we should limit medical care based on like, oh, well, we've got this technology that could do this but your doctors really busy and tired you know it's like wait let's let's make those change the system then or or maybe there's like a specialist you can visit if you want to have your is like a primary care geneticist or genetic counselor or something you know like i feel like if we have technology that could improve and lengthen people's lives let's try to use it and instead of saying Like, oh, our plate... Like, this is an actual quote. Our plates are already overflowing, and now you're going to dump a lot more on our plate. That is not the attitude that I want for someone who's helping me stay healthy. Like, listen, I'm already super busy, so...
1: Yeah, but, like, are they helping you stay healthy? I mean, does your physical really get that in depth? (laughs) No.
0: And they found that those physicals don't necessarily help... I think it's it's the age-old argument of does having a relationship with your doctor matter to the quality of medical care that you receive? And I, I think that if you have background health issues or whatever, it can, but arguably in some cases it doesn't end up mattering. Because if you go to the hospital, you're going to see a hospitalist in most cases and not your own doctor anyway. So, But yeah, just the act of getting a physical alone, they've definitely had some studies that said, like, eh, It doesn't make any difference. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just one more thing for their plate, but this health, (laughs) this health network is, is trying it out.
0: I like it. And yeah, I mean, if we want to say that the stuff that they're doing right now isn't super effective and maybe we can clear some stuff off the plate, like if getting a physical really doesn't help like the average healthy person then fine. Like, let's get rid of it and let's do some genetic testing and then we can keep their plate uncluttered. I mean,
1: man. I also feel like this is, like, a thing that you do once. It's not something that you would need to do annually. Exactly. How are your genes changing? Well, they shouldn't be. They're the building blocks of...
0: And it could almost, like, replace the family history, which, frankly, you know, like, I was just... I got, like, a skin cancer screening and I was at the dermatologist and... They asked me if I had, like, a family history of skin cancer, and I wasn't even sure. You know what I mean? So I think in some of these cases, if you had a genetic test that could somehow indicate that, it might even be better than our wonky memories or, like, you know, how many families, like, openly talk to their grandparents about health issues? Like, not that many. Right. So come on, people. I understand everyone's facing burnout and there's all these demands on your time, but, like... Get together. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like adjust your attitude or or like tell us yes we can do this but we're going to need this, not just like listen guys, we're we're super tired. We're super tired. Like that's a separate story about primary care provider burnout, which is a relevant real issue, but it's not an excuse not to provide like top of the line care, right? Yeah. Podcasters get burned out
1: sometimes, then they take breaks. Okay? Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right, you All ready right. for our next news story? Yep. Our next news story comes from Fox News and it's Texas doctor accused of administrating chemo to patients who didn't need it. Oh god. So uh, <laughs> ah! a doctor in Texas is being charged with two hundred and forty million dollar healthcare fraud an international money laundering scheme he's accused of falsely diagnosing patients with degenerative diseases um and uh giving people chemotherapy and other toxic medications to patients who did not require it dear
0: god an international money laundering scheme that sounds like something out of a
1: movie yeah probably will be someday so, the doctor's uh, slated to appear in court, and the FBI has asked potential victims of the doctor to contact their office.
0: Wow. $240 million. Yeah. You know, and they may, like when I first heard chemotherapy, I was thinking he was falsely diagnosing them with cancer, but it looks like he's falsely diagnosing them with stuff like rheumatoid arthritis, which... I don't know if people realize, or if you realize, Laura, but they do actually give people with rheumatoid arthritis chemotherapy drugs. Mm -hmm. And I know this because I follow this really cool person. Um, Her username is Titanium Triathlete on Instagram, and she has rheumatoid arthritis. She's had, like, two total hip replacements. She had her wrist fused. So she's really, like, gotten some some pretty nitty-gritty stuff done to her joints, and she still competes. But she posts a lot about, like, the injections she has to take and the medications that she needs. And, yeah, I mean, basically there's some stuff that she takes the drug and then she's, like, sick for a day or so. Mm-hmm. I it mean, really, I- I'm constantly amazed by her ability to do, like, two-a-day, like, workouts and stuff, or her ability to, like, bounce back, which I I think is something. resilience. Yeah, it's, like, something we could all learn from, and especially, like, triathlete types of people, it's, like, yeah, how do – I'd be very curious to know from her, like, how do you know how fast you can go when you're, like, you've had to take a break and you're getting back into it? Because she's had to do it so many times with all the surgeries and just, like, day-to-day illnesses. Like, she went through a period over the winter where she had to wear a mask because she was getting sick too often. And, like – so she'll get, you know, just, like, this superlative version of a cold. Or, you know, like, she gets really, really sick or she'll get these, like – I don't know respiratory infections or, or or what have you that are just like she's she's going through more illness than the average than the average person. So that's a tangent, but the point is that rheumatoid arthritis is
1: like super tough. And this it guy, no joke. And this guy is, was falsely um, diagnosing people.
0: Do you think the picture here? It's the pictures of this building that says Center for Arthritis and Osteoporosis. So. He's just just doing all this stuff? Like, really? Yeah. I don't really... I wish they had a little more information. Oh, my God. They have comments on this article, Laura. Oh. Oh, yes. Yes. I just... Come on. I just like how the comments will just take, like, like, a left turn from a left turn from a left turn. Like, you can post an article about ice cream and five comments in, people are screaming about politics, right? Yeah. Oh, first racist comment. Dr. Jorge Zamora Quesada. Yeah, that pretty much tells us everything we need to know. That is a real comment from a person who is starred as, quote, a leader in the comment section of this
1: website. Hmm. Really? That's unfortunate. <laughs>
0: here's another fun one this is why affirmative action is bad because it puts disqualified individuals at the advantage over other qualified students then these people take advantage of their ethnicity ethnicity patients maybe they mean ethnic patients to make money for themselves at other expenses oh whoa
1: dear god why are all of these comments racist because the doctor has a hispanic sounding name uh,
0: here's some irony. Someone commented and said, No surprise to me to learn this horrible doctor donates money to the Republican Party. I looked up his name on Open Secrets. God. This is just ironic and and awesome on so many levels. Wow. All right. I think I better get out of the comment section as it is making me feel like we live in a bad place. Yeah, Laura. These people don't even know if this guy is, like, an immigrant or not, just based on his name. I'm only... I only... I only scrolled down, like, ten comments, and, like, most of them
1: were racist. That's unfortunate. All right. Let's move on. (laughs) Our next story comes from National Public Radio, and it's to lower your Medicare drug costs, ask your pharmacist for the cash price. So, are you familiar with the concept that if you're buying a drug from your pharmacist and you're using medic medicare you pay your copay for it right? right based on the negotiated price for it right Mm-hmm. there's a gag yep. order on pharmacists where they can't tell you that you could just pay cash price for it and it would be less than your copay they're not allowed to tell you that
0: but I don't get that. Because, like, when I get prescriptions, it tells me how much I saved on the cash price. So, aren't I seeing that
1: anyway? Or maybe that's not the real cash price or something? It might not be the real cash price. But you're Ugh. also... Are you using Medicare?
0: No, I'm not using Medicare.
1: Okay. So, it might be different. They may have something different. But Medicare rules. Wow. Um, and you can pay the cash price instead of using your insur- insurance. But the pharmacists aren't allowed to um part of their contracts with the drug plans often contain gag orders forbidding them from volunteering the information this is some bullshit laura this is some bullshit absolutely and this is part of um trump's administration working to lower drug prices is by removing these kinds of rules and policies from it well i have to say i'm in support of that yeah one way so um in the state of illinois and ohio state legislators are considering bills that are making these restrictions illegal um and there's similar legislation that has been introduced into the u.s senate um and so some people are saying that these gag orders aren't real things or whatever that that's that it's Mm -hmm. you know being blown out of proportion but the fact that they're willing to regulate kind of implies that it is a thing so
0: right yeah if it wasn't important at all they just wouldn't why there wouldn't be a rule so there must be some reason for the rule yeah so if they bring it up then we can inform them wow i'm gonna start asking but i think when i go to the pharmacy i usually do if something's expensive i usually do say what if i just paid for it or something but i yeah. think what you're you've got it right that medicare has some kind of special system happening Ugh. Yeah. Whoa, listen to this. For 12 of the 20 most commonly prescribed drugs, patients overpaid by more than 33%. This is from a study reported in the Journal of the American Medical Association in March. A patient's copayment was higher than the cash price for nearly one in four drugs purchased in 2013. And this analyzed, this research analyzed 9.5 million Part D prescription claims. So, Part D is a Medicare supplement prescription plan. Um, the study found the average overpayment for a single prescription was relatively small, but can be more in certain cases, blah, blah. Dude, this is a big story. Right? Yes, because tons of people are on Medicare, and this is the majority, uh, or, like, this is, like, a good chunk of medications. See? And this is from Kaiser Health News, which is a non-profit news service. I like Kaiser Health News. Okay. Ugh. Everything about this story I like. See? This is why we need good, strong, independent journalism, because it uncovers stuff like this. Everyone thinks they can just get the content for free, but this is not the kind of thing you can always get for free. (sighs) Ugh. This is sweet. This is sweet. And they're going to fix it. I'm liking it. You know, I don't understand super well, like, the donut hole thing. Like, it's like it's like drugs that are, like, a lower price they cover and, like, a high price, but something in the middle they don't. I, there's this weird coverage gap. Oh, okay. It says, this year the gap begins after the plan and beneficiary spend $3,750 and ends once the beneficiary has spent a total of... $5,000. So I think like in the middle they stop covering stuff for some reason. So people will buy this supplement, I think, to cover that middle portion is what I think how it works. But Medicare is not really one of the things I specialize in. Yeah. Did you see this thing about some pharmacists disagree? Yes. It says insurers have punished, they're claiming insurers have punished pharmacists who violate the gag orders by dropping them. Laura, how could this be? How could this be? I mean, I understand how this could be, but, like, how could this be is my question.
1: This is America.
0: This is America. All right, childish Gambino. <laughs> Have right. you seen that? Have you seen that music video?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: What is your take on that music video? Time out from Health Policy.
1: Um, I thought it was a very good song. I did too. And I I like it. It's catchy. I
0: feel like I feel like I don't understand all the impl- like. I think I understand the obvious impl- implications from it, but I would like to like better understand exactly what everything means because I have a feeling that a bunch of that stuff means something that I'm not and I'm not picking up on all of it.
1: Absolutely, there's 17 seconds of silence, and it's um that's thought to be for um, uh, Douglas, Stone Douglas. The- oh. Okay. Victims of that. Um, yeah. If you're truly interested in learning more, I would recommend Vox or Vice videos about it because they okay. uh, can typically share more insight. But I thought it was very good. As a person who doesn't often listen to that type of music, my husband is really into hip hop, so I feel like I have uh. more exposure than my uh, 30-year-old white woman would imply, but... <laughs> 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 um, I mean, if you want to talk Hamilton, I have researched the shit out of those lyrics.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: It's so very good. I when love are you it. seeing
0: Hamilton next?
1: Uh, we don't, I don't think, we're considering going in January to Puerto Rico and seeing uh, if we can get tickets to see. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. Uh, sweet Lynn Lynn is going to reprise his role as Hamilton as like a to encourage people I, to go the tickets aren't am on sale I possibly,
0: yet am, am I possibly invited
1: I'm um, sure if you want to come to Puerto Rico in January
0: is Puerto Rico still I mean I know they're still having a lot of like electricity outage problems and stuff I suppose the tourist Rico, venues have been
1: Puerto Rico still doesn't have power and Flint doesn't have clean water
0: yes and uh, what's her name? Michelle Wolf got her own Netflix show. Yeah. I just watched the first season or the first
1: episode. episode. Cool. Yeah. Did you like it?
0: Um, You know, I think that they could do better. Like, I thought it was all right, but I also thought it was kind of, like, really, really similar to the format of, like, The Letterman Show and The Colbert Report and, and all this other stuff. And I wouldn't mind seeing her, like, do something that she comes up with or something a little different because even she was kind of making fun of the format she's like no i'm sitting on a couch and so in some ways it felt like a little bit like like it was trying hard but it's also the first the very first episode of the very first season of it and we're comparing it to like letterman who was on for a million years or like conan o'brien who's been on for a long time or who was on for a long time so i'm willing to give it a chance cool all right what's our
1: next story our last story comes from LA times and it's say what, how a $800 <laughs> charge for hearing aids soared to 3,600 healthcare bill. So, um, so this is a story about a, a man who um, needed hearing aids and hearing aids are typically not covered by a health insurance plan. It is viewed as an elective service like um, uh, plastic surgery you know, cause you know, hearing mm-hmm. is optional. Uh, and he did research. He signed up for a, um, uh, a supplemental plan that covered up to $3,000 for hearing aids and supplies for over the year. Um, and then he did some further research and he, um, went to, uh, so there's a, Colorado-based hearing care solutions, um, which contracts with the insurance com- companies to have um, these deals. So, like, it covers up to $3,000, um, but it can only be bought through HCS, right? So he stopped sure. by the local area, and he asked about the cost of it, and he was told that the pair would run 3800 and he clarified that he would have to pay out $800. The salesman said yes. He signed up with Anthem, and um, then he found out that the actual price of the hearing aids were $10,000, um, but 3000 in the coverage of Anthem, and then they did some other things, and it was $3,600. Um, it was 1800 each. So instead of his anticipated out-of-pocket of being $800, it was uh, thirty six hundred dollars
0: and so basically like he did his due diligence right as soon as he and he even said to them i'm going to have this anthem coverage and so the hearing aids cost thirty eight hundred anthem covers three thousand and so i will pay eight hundred they said yes i'm surprised they didn't honor that well, i mean i guess he didn't get in writing and they were like too bad so sad but then as soon as he signed up What they they started? They told him the price was different, and then they told him he was. They told him it's ten thousand dollars, but they're going to give him some kind of "quote unquote" negotiated in-network discount, so that now he only has to pay eighteen hundred per unit or thirty-six hundred dollars total, which is a site higher than eight hundred. Yeah, well he's got a he's got the claim right, or he's got
1: a complaint. Wow, this is um this is just kind of highlights the it's impossible to 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 shop like and any other thing you'd be able to go to yeah. like if it was a if it was your car that needed fixing you could go to a mechanic and ask how much it would be for a new engine right and it might yeah. vary based on like the hours work spent on it or whatever but you could get a fair estimate and typically that would be like the right estimate and you could shop around that way right but with healthcare, right. you can't. It's this no. magical number of like ten thousand dollars, but that's a price nobody pays. But then why right. is it ten thousand dollars?
0: So but that's the price they have to charge to get like two thousand dollars. They claim, which in some cases is kind of true. But then I think what's happening is it's almost like this this overcharging. So they they say, oh, don't worry, we we have to charge ten thousand so that you can pay two thousand. But the truth is that it costs them five hundred and you should be paying one
1: thousand. You know. Yeah. And so there's no real good reason for why we do it. It's just the only reason that it was given is this is, just, this is just the way that we do it. Um, so this is something that the Trump administration and Trump has said that he wants to cut down on. And so it's trying to provide with cl- clear transparency. And then this, uh. um, reporter tried to reach out to Anthem and HCS, um, and, even though the man said that he would give um um waive waive his medical privacies um they never sent him a waiver and then yeah. they said that they couldn't talk to him about it because of the privacy laws um yeah
0: i mean of course they're never going to comment on this right yeah Ugh. Um,
1: and they, I, yeah, they said, we simply
0: do not know what transpired, what specific hearing aids were referenced, what if any discounts or services were not included with the price, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I guess the the, the only moral to the story is if you get an estimate, get it in writing. Yeah. But even then, you know what? Like, they're not necessarily going to honor it. I mean, they can just say, oh, it was a mistake or something.
1: Or there was just a there was, you know, a deal happening on that particular day and that's no longer a thing. Yeah, yeah. and that's
0: kind of that's kind of what I don't like about all this stuff is that there's there's so little consumer protection. Like, you can file a complaint with, I don't even know who, like, he filed one with Medicare. I think you can file one with, like, a state insurance commissioner or something. But I don't really think like that's not the same as if if you don't pay a medical provider and they send you to collections that's like immediate pain right so you can't you can't really like if you want to have good credit you can't let something like this go unpaid but yet if they if they owe you a refund and they don't give it to you in a timely way which is something I was complaining to you about earlier today I think with one of my medical bills there's there's like very little that you can do i mean you can what you write them a negative Yelp review or or you can send them a threatening letter, or you can try nicely, or, you know, but it's just like, there's so little protection for the rights of the consumer.
1: Yeah. So, although um...
0: I, I, I hear all the time about medical providers are, like, having difficulty collecting on bills from people, but it's sometimes hard for me to, f- I guess it's people who, who don't care about their credit, because they would certainly send you to collections, but... Like, I, I know it goes both ways, and I know part of the reason that they get what seems, like, greedy at times is because yeah, they can't but collect. It, they send but you, this to, is different. they send
1: you to collections, and at a certain point, that collection sells your debt to somebody else who sells your yes. debt to somebody else. And they, they pay pennies on the dollar for for that debt. Yeah. Well, that's true. So they're never going to get, they never get their money.
0: Yeah. But jeez. I mean, but I still feel like the honest healthcare consumer is I don't know, is like put out by stuff like this. Like you say because we can't comparison shop. There's no easy way. I mean, even if you go to the doctor and describe exactly what you want done, half the time you can't you can't get an estimate, you know? Like by the time you would get an estimate, you would have had to pay for the whole appointment anyway. It's just like I don't know. I think it's getting better. It's getting a little bit better with the high deductible plans that make people ask more questions. And so more providers are willing to give a little info. But stuff like this is just a bold grab. Right? I mean, they basically, it's a bait and switch, like they say. Yeah. I can't stand it. And I had no idea that hearing aids weren't covered. Probably should have known that. Um, How is a hearing aid elective?
1: Hearing I guess is. they're saying it is. I mean,
0: you don't have to hear. I guess they're saying it like you, it's not going to like shorten your lifespan if you can't hear
1: I mean, or something. I mean, they do all kinds of uh crazy shit. I mean, if you're at a hospital yeah. and you, you need a cast or a boot or whatever, like it yeah. might cost $400 at the hospital. Right. And it's $20 at And it's a $20 drugstore. fucking boot. But you're yeah. in immediate need, and you can't say, "Hang on, doc. Let me yeah. shop around. Let me see if Amazon Prime can deliver <laughs> it here." <laughs> Maybe you should be like, "Hey, whoa, whoa! What's in that IV? I want to Amazon Prime. It can we wait two days? Yeah. You know. So it's just. I mean, it's just a, kind of a the same thing. You know, like it's 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 not covered because it's not covered. You know. Because it's not a medical
0: necessity as defined by the health insurance industry.
1: Right. And they determined that it wasn't, so it's not. So it's not.
0: Yeah. They can plausibly say that it's not, so it's not. And that's better for their shareholders. And so that's what they do. And that's the inherent problem of a capitalist medical system. I know you're like six seconds away from accusing me of being a socialist, and I barely know what that means. But like, I just, I don't know how we can expect anything else than this kind of behavior when, like, the company is trying to make as much money as possible. And that's what they did here, right? Yeah. They didn't... Instead of making $800, they, they're making $3,600. That's a big chunk, you know? So, yeah, God. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know what some of this stuff costs. Like, you know? There's just so much greed, you know? Yeah. like. And it's that's the other thing I don't understand is like some of this stuff where they're overbilling and like do you really you're you're making six figures you you really need that extra 20 30% and you just take it cuz you can get it from some guy who's been working his whole life. Uh I I don't even have anything to say, Laura. I'm just disheartened. And this is like this is not even talking about minorities da-da-da-da, this is like, I mean, well, who knows, but it's, it's a guy, I I think I assumed from the picture it was a white guy, maybe not, but some 70-year-old man who gets nothing, are there any comments on this article, anyone accusing the guy of being an immigrant and thus not worthy of, no, I don't, oh, comments, I shouldn't read comments, but sometimes I do, Old habits die hard. Ugh. Someone doesn't understand why hearing aids are so expensive. Someone wants Apple to make hearing aids. Someone has spoken up to defend audiologists, and then it just declines into ad hominem attacks. Yee yee. Ye. Oh, Laura, take my mind off this madness by telling
1: me what you think is a current event impacting health care. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, this week, the Virginia has voted to expand Medicare under the Affordable Care Act, making it the 33rd state to expand Medicare under uh, Obamacare. What does that mean? Um, it means that they are increasing the number of people that are eligible for Medicare. So um I think it's like three hundred thousand low income families are now eligible for additional Medic Medicare. Yeah. Um, um so it was uh approved for a couple of reasons. Um four Republicans crossed the aisle to support their to support the law. Um there was so there are a couple of reasons why that were given that I thought were interesting. Um, one is that with the Trump administration, they're more likely to give waivers to States for work requirements. So that's something that is, um, positive for Republicans. Um, and then also it's economics because if instead of having state funds for these people to provide health care or assistance in other ways, um, they'll be added to the federal budget and that will open up um, state budget, s- s- state dollars to other things like education or public safety or those kinds of things that are important. Um, and then also to uh, Virginia had um, a wave of blue come towards through it i don't know if you heard about the virginia election that was literally decided by a single vote so your vote matters Mm -hmm. it was it was came down to um just one One more vote vote. fun fact in virginia with the state legislator if it's a truly a tie it's just it's um determined by a straw poll so you essentially flip a coin and that's the person who wins according to like
0: straw poll is yeah I did not know that. Um, wow. And <laughs> that then. <laughs> that
1: sucks. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, another reason is that there was concern about whether or not the ACA would be repealed. Um, but with the failure to repeal it last year, um, lawmakers felt comfortable that it would stick around for a long enough time that it would be worth it. So, I think that's Mm. a positive thing for Virginia. Uh, More people are going to have access to Medicare dollars and be able to access health care. So,
0: yay. Although we we just did this story about how
1: Medicare is all jacked up. Well, those people can now ask for the cash price.
0: True. Yeah, folks. So, your takeaways this week are... Get your estimates in writing. Ask for an estimate, even if you don't think you can get one. Ask the pharmacy for the cash price. And generally, you know, do the health industry's job for them because uh, no one's going to stick up for you unless you stick up for yourself.
1: Get a second opinion on that rheumatoid arthritis.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, if you need chemo drugs, maybe step back and ask someone else, especially if you live in Texas. It's been a rough week down there, we hear. My God. These stories, I feel like, are all, like, usually there's one story that's outrageous, and these are, like, all outrageous. Yeah.
1: And on an outrageous note. I think yeah. that's enough bad passion for the summer.
0: All right. So thanks so much for listening, you guys. Thanks to our composer, Evan Schaefer. You can listen to his music at soundcloud.com slash Evan Schaefer. You can listen to all of our old episodes if you missed any on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Until next time, we are bad patients.
1: Malpractice makes perfect.